Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today we are having a powerful conversation with Koya Webb. Koya Webb is a sought-after holistic health and wellness coach and motivational speaker who is revolutionizing the holistic living landscape worldwide in the areas of spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship. She is known as a transformational specialist. She encourages sustainable lifestyle changes that maximize your ability to cultivate self-love, reverse life-threatening conditions, and experience optimal health through her lifestyle design method. Her Get Loved Up yoga school and community of teachers inspire millions worldwide to practice more self-care, social justice, and eco-friendly living. She is a highly regarded expert and contributor to various venues and outlets like NBC, CBS, The Steve Harvey Show, E! Entertainment, the list goes on, and has worked with a roster of celebrity clients. Her mission is to inspire optimal health and well-being worldwide. In this week's conversation, Koya and I cover the gamut of what led her to pivoting in her career, what also sustains her in the career she's chosen, and how she infuses joy into all areas of her life. Let's get started with today's portion of the interview. So Koya, I am so excited to have you today on the Black Girl Burnout podcast. This is an honor. Very excited. I want to just get started. This is an easy question. We just, I just want you to introduce yourself for our audience. I already have done it, but I love for the guests themselves to say, who is Koya Webb? So who is that? I love that. I am love. And it's such an honor to be here. And I just like identifying myself as love because I feel like when you identify as love, it is all encompassing the good, the bad and everything in between. I believe that I look at everything as love, like even the icky stuff. So I'm love. That's, that's who I am. I I love that. Uh, not to overuse love, but I love that. I love when people get to introduce themselves because it says so much about who they are. And I like that you said you identify as love, even with the icky stuff, which is kind of the first segment we're going to talk about today, that icky stuff, the notion of struggle. And as I've told you before, this podcast is all about opting out of that lie that Black women's lives are meant to be filled with struggle, exhaustion, burnout. And you have built a whole lifestyle brand, a very successful one, on teaching people elements of wellness. And so I wanted to know from you, I'm sure somewhere along the way, I've not met anyone who does this kind of work that hasn't had some past experience with some form of burnout or at minimum some level of struggle that they had to make choices to opt out of or to make some life changes to opt out. And so I wanted to hear from you in your words, where in this journey to creating this incredible brand that you've done, where have you opted out of struggle? What led you to where you are now and what did you have to opt out of to get there? 
Okay. Where have I had to opt out of struggle? Do you want the beginning, the <laughs> end, the last year? I mean, I feel like I've been opting out of struggle my whole life. I feel like it's a it's a constant opt out. So where what what part of the struggle bus do you want to talk about? <laughs> right? Good point. Okay. Let's say when you first started pivoting toward this lifestyle brand and redefining okay. who you were, because you have a story where you were going in a very different direction than yes. where you ended up today. So that yes. first decision to redefine your life and opt out of some opportunity to maybe push against things that might lead to struggle and saying, no, I'm going to try something different. Okay, I love that. I, re- I love that. Okay, so let's clarify around when I realized I was not built for a nine to five. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm a creative, multi-passionate human being, empath, like sensitive to the core. And so I found when I worked at places, I worked at Applebee's. Um, that was one of my first jobs. Shoe Show was one of my first jobs as a like it's basically like a pay less in the South. Um, I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and, you know, selling the heck out of that damage waiver <laughs> that nobody needed. <laughs> and, you know, I realized that I was always exhausted. I was always tired. I'm absorbing energy of everyone around me. And I never really enjoyed, I would have times of enjoyment, but usually after four hours of anything, I'm tapped out. And so that really didn't work in a nine to five because that's, you know, I didn't have eight hours for people halfway through. I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. So when I realized that it's just, you know, my makeup is not one that can really function and I'm like a high functioning person, but I couldn't function my best in working eight hours at one thing. And so that was the first time I opted out of struggle. I just realized who I was and that I don't have to be like everyone else. I had to realize that, you know, I even was working at Victoria's Secret and I love that job and all the discounts that came with it, all the clothes and perfumes and all this thing. But I'm like, I cannot work eight hours. Again, at that four hour mark, I was like, I just want to skip out after my lunch break and I don't want to go back. And so it didn't matter what the job was. I just, I just couldn't do it. So when I realized that, I was like, okay, I want to look into what do I want to do? Like what really brings me joy? When I was in high school, we had places where we would like shadow different occupations. And so I remember shadowing physical therapists because I was an athlete, track and field athlete. And I love like the physical therapists because they would help people heal. And I love seeing people heal and feel good. I always wanted to help people my entire life. My dad said, you're going to be a teacher. I was like, I'm not going to be a teacher. Teaching is boring. You know, I was like, I don't want to sit there for four hours. But he saw the fact that I like to learn and then share the information, and which is why he said that. So I was like, oh, physical therapy. But I talked to a physical therapist, shadowed them, and they're like, we make good money, but no time with the family. And I wish I had more time with the family. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. And the hours are too long. Then I talked to a social worker. And the social worker loved what they were doing, helping people, but they didn't make a lot of money. And she's like, I love what I'm doing, but I wish I could make more money. I was like, yeah, I got to make money, so I can't do that. And so the first person that I was talking to that was actually happy with their um, job was a personal trainer. They were helping people. They were making as much as they wanted to work. And I was like, you know what? I think I could do that. And they were setting their own rates. So I actually started um, personal training 
Um, I started at the YMCA in the community and I worked with, uh, I did group classes and I did the kids fit classes because I love working with kids and it brought me joy. I worked my four hours and then I stopped and I felt good about that. And I made extra money when I was in college by working at the YMCA. When I graduated, I was a personal trainer at 24 hour fitness. And that's when I realized, you know, I, I, that was my first opt out of struggle and doing something that I absolutely love. And one time, one of my clients said, I don't want to, I don't want to work out. I just want to talk to you because I'm going through a hard time. And I just started talking to them. They're like, you should be a life coach because I really love to listen to people's story and just guide them and ask them the questions that they need to do that inner work um, to guide their path. And so I got my life coaching certification when I was 20. Five. And then the rest just trickled on. I kept just following my soul and following my, whatever brought me joy, whatever made me happy. I went to make my own food. I had Koi's Cuisine for a while and I did dinner parties in Los Angeles. I modeled a while and did some acting. Um, and I just kept doing the things that brought me joy. But here I am at 41 and I went all the way back to life coaching. So in addition to having a yoga school, doing modeling and acting and building this career on well-being, I love, love, love seeing people happy and well. And so life coaching is kind of the thing that I came back to. And it's right in alignment with what my father said, you're going to be a teacher. So here, here I am. Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. Everything is up in flames. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day, or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched to a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash burnout. I don't know about you, but I have opted out of struggle when it comes to meal prepping and eating high quality food. With ButcherBox, you get incredible deals on premium cuts. Deals as good or hard to come by at the grocery store. I know for myself, I do not 
like having to plan out everything I eat and then also be concerned about the quality of what I'm eating. When it comes to ButcherBox, it means less trips to the grocery store for me. It means knowing immediately in my freezer what's available and feeling confident about what's in there. It's about the value that ButcherBox offers. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com BGB and use code BGB to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Sometimes they get it right, right? The, <laughs> every once in a while, they're like, they see something, our right. parents. And it, it's really great to see this journey and the story, the way you tell it, because you're really highlighting these qualities. We have been fortunate here at this podcast to have in contact some phenomenal women that all come on the podcast and say things. And when I ask this question, a couple of things keep coming up, different stories, different ways of getting out of struggle, but they live in the affirmative. Right. So it's really easy to determine. So one thing I picked up from your story is it's really easy to say what I don't like. I think we're really good at that as folks. But what goes beyond that is being able to say, well, what do I like? What are the things that bring me joy? And so there's that piece living in the affirmative. What do I want? But then that requires curiosity, which you talked about, like you wouldn't ask different people. And yeah, if I'd known you back then, I would have said, don't choose social work. I'm a social worker by trade. I'm like, there's not a lot of money to be had there. But you you were curious, right, about what that is. Like, okay, I don't know, but I'm on a journey to find out what it means to live in like the positive and to figure it out. And so you asked people. And then the third thing that you mentioned is you were flexible. Like you were curious enough to try different things. You said you had a cuisine, you had like some kind of catering or, or food line at one point, And then you don't do that anymore, right? You said you did yoga school and you may still do that, but now you're back into life coaching. So that combination seems to be like the, you know, the recipe, if we're making a recipe for a joyful life and for more importantly, a life that's opted out of struggle, it has those three components. And so for you now in your present day, how do you keep curiosity and flexibility in your life now to keep you from ending up in struggle? Because you could have kept going with, you know, Koya's cuisine, let's say, or you could have done something else. You could have just said, oh, I'll do a nine to five, right? At any moment, people will pressure you no matter what you choose. So how do you keep curious and flexible to keep yourself opting out of struggle? I would say the biggest thing to keep myself out of struggle is mindfulness, is really checking in with myself and asking myself, what brings me joy? Every single day I ask myself, how do you feel and what do you need? You know, and when I'm not feeling well, then it lets me know, okay, somewhere I'm out of alignment. And so if you check in with yourself every day, like, am I happy in my current job? Am I happy with the people that I serve? Am I happy doing what I do? That's really the key because a lot of people have successful careers. A lot of people, and just to affirm my social workers out there, I do believe in many different occupations, people can be happy and can make good money. It's about putting the effort in and really going outside of the status quo and seeing how you can recreate the narrative around what it means to be a social worker or to be a personal trainer or to be a teacher. And so for me, I recreated the narrative of what it means to be a life coach. And, you know, I created this, this occupation for myself and that's what I'm doing now. But 
I might choose next year to go back to acting and like, you know, oh, I want to do some movies and, you know, I want to model, you know? And so I think if that's what brings me joy, then that's totally fine. If I'm happy financially, mentally, spiritually, then that's totally fine. So I think the key is just to keep checking in with yourself and be mindful of what brings you joy and how you feel. Love that. And for people who may be on the beginning journey of toward mindfulness, right? Not everybody's on that journey or they're interested. How would you tell someone to start? Like, where would you start if you want to cultivate a life of mindfulness? So mindfulness to me is just getting quiet so you can hear what I call your soul speak, right? And so a lot of people doing meditation, but you might have like, you know, a guided meditation. If it's a lot of peace, then that's good. Um, Listening, going out in nature, Uh, where it's quiet and just spending time in nature, where there's silence, because I do believe we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so our soul is always speaking to us. Sometimes it's a whisper, sometimes it's a yell. And I feel like the more we practice mindfulness, which is getting still, getting quiet and listening to our breath, the more we can hear that divine guidance, whether it be uh, a vo- vocal for me, it's a feeling that I get, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's like a stream of consciousness of what I'm supposed to do or or where I'm supposed to go. Some people call it intuition, um, but I feel like that is mindfulness for me. So if you're a beginner, um, in the morning after you sleep, you could just sit up in the bed and just take three deep breaths and just sit and listen to your breath and see see what comes up and whatever comes up, just write it down in your journal. Um, you can also just in the middle of the day, your lunch break, just go outside instead of working through your lunch break, just go outside and take a couple deep breaths. I do feel like breath is spirit. So through the breath, we can really connect to our inner selves. Um, and it, when we're connecting to our inner selves, for me, that's practicing mindfulness. And so when you go in the morning, noon, or even before bed, like before you go to sleep, just take a moment to write down how you feel, write down challenges for the day, write down what make you what made you feel good that day. And doing these simple things, these are simple mindfulness rituals you can do in the morning, at lunch, and at night that can help you practice mindfulness throughout your day. Great suggestions. And again, it's things that are small that you can do repeatedly, right? You can always ask yourself, how was today? And take, you know, five minutes to write about that. You can always hopefully find time and you should find time to take a deep breath. That's something that's available to you at any moment. So those are very easy steps. And honestly, starting a cultivation of a practice of mindfulness, cultivating a practice of mindfulness is the way out of struggle. It's one of the key ways to be opting out of struggle. So we found out a little bit about how you have opted out of struggle and built the brand that you have now. I want to talk a little bit more about this when we come back because you're here with us the week as we do these interviews and talk about how you then have left struggle behind, how you center joy in your professional life. So more to come with Koya Webb as we talk to her about how she opts into joy in her career. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't subscribe and follow the podcast, we're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, Subscribe to the newsletter. 
We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Everything is up in